Hey there, future fans! This week, we visit Lamb Chop's Nightmare, and we have to ask Death to reschedule because we have a legacy to complete. It's the week of October 8th, 2021, and this is episode 218 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. I know it's been a hot sec. I went on vacation and just had so much fun not having responsibilities that I just kind of kept it going. I had to go back to work, unfortunately, but I did keep it going in the uh, in the studio here, a.k.a. the bedroom. Uh, but alas, I am back. And if this episode is late, two things happened. Two things happened. The first was when I went to visit my parents I saw a baby deer just sitting there chilling, and I thought, oh, how, how cool, what a great picture opportunity, went to take a picture. I noticed it didn't give a flying shit about me, and that's kind of weird. Uh, because my wife and I have kind of gotten to know the deers around this area, and they even trust us enough not to immediately run away, but, you know, we can't approach them, you know, because they're wild animals, that's how it works. But this deer gave zero shits. I noticed it had its eyes closed, so I called Native Animal Rescue, this wonderful uh, wonderful charity in this area that works with native animals, and it rescues them, and it does their best to help them, and then releases them back into the wild. So that happened, and then when I got home and started recording, or tried to start recording, I noticed my cats f***ed up my recording area by unplugging something, and then when I tried to plug everything back in, I think I messed with a setting, because then it wouldn't record, and... Here we are, uh, two hours later, I think. So I have a good excuse this week. That is what I'm saying. Good excuses here at Future Flicks with Billiam. Uh, some of you may be wondering, though, hey, what is it I'm listening to? Who, who is this, this fool, this madman uh, talking about deers and cats? Well, that's me. I am Billiam, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. And on this show, I do quite a few things. First, we always start out with the movie news. That is any new news that has caught my eye since the last episode. And then we move on to any trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode. In both of these cases, I let you know and I remind you and I implore you, hey, I am not perfect. I miss stuff. So if you see something that I missed that you would like me to talk about, please let me know and I will talk about it in the next episode. After those two segments, we jump into the movies and I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week that I, I can find out about. I have a couple sources I use. Websites. I call them sources to make myself seem fancy and important, but I'm not. Don't don't let me get a big head. I'm not. And then I put them together in a list that has two parts. The first is the limited release section. That's any movie that's not getting a nationwide release or coming to a major streaming service. That also did nothing to catch my eye with the trailer. Because guess what? A metric shit ton of movies come out every year. I bet you that as just a layman, as just someone who enjoys movies 
but doesn't go out of their way to find out about them, you may only know about a couple of them besides the big nationwide releases. But that's why I am here. I'm, I'm here to tell you about everything. So in the limited releases, I just go, hey, these are coming out. They didn't catch my interest, but here's what's about and here's who's in it. And you judge for yourself. In the next section, which is the wide releases and interesting indies, that's every nationwide release and every movie coming to a major streaming service. And all of those indie films that did catch my eye. It makes me go, hey, that looks good. Maybe we should keep our eyes open and uh, catch it one day. I wrap it all up with a pick of the week going, hey, friend, if you see any movie this week in the theater or at home, this is what it should be. And then I send you along your way to the other great shows that you may listen to, that you may enjoy. But my future friends, let us jump into the first segment, which as always is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. This first story comes to us from Box Office Mojo. Apparently Venom 2 has uh, done really well with a pandemic era shattering record of 90 million domestic this of course was the movie that i failed to talk about last week because i didn't do a show and that would have been the pick of the week because looking at everything that came out there was quite a few things that came out but out of the things that probably caught my eye venom let there be carnage was probably the best looking one that came out because The nationwide releases and big streaming ones we had were The Guilty on Netflix, which, eh, nah. Uh, The Many Saints of Newark, which I'm going to talk about in a sec. Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Jesus Christ, that was hard to say. And The Adams Family 2. Okay, look, quick thing about The Adams Family. You, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that I do love the original Adams Family movies. I loved the old TV show. And I was against this cartoon because it looked so bad. And I am willing to give animated family movies a, a wide berth. Maybe a wide berth isn't the right way to say it. I'm willing to give them a chance. I'm willing to give them a big enough chance that I may watch something and go, hey, I can see a million reasons why this is crap, but it's also a fun family flick, so I will recommend it. But with the Adams Family, it seemed like they just wanted to make something off kilter slightly and just took the Adams Family name. And so that's why I have no interest in Adams Family 2. But I think I may have mentioned this on the show. A local library was getting rid of some of their Blu-rays and was doing it for 25 cents a piece. So I picked up Adams Family 1 for 25 cents. And that's the most I want to pay for it until I'm certain that's worth a damn. Uh, But anyway, more about this story. Uh, Let's get back to it. I clicked off the page because I'm smart. Uh, Yes, we see that Venom 2 did really well. Adam's Family 2 came up at 18 million. No Time to Die got an international release that hit 119 million. And then The Many Saints of Newark got a pathetic 5 million. And come on, really? The last time The Sopranos had a new episode was back in 2007. That show ended that long ago. And now you're giving us this this prequel about how Tony Soprano got his start. No one gives a flying shit. You know, I bet you there are hardcore Sopranos fans out there that would have very much liked to have seen this. 
And that's probably how they got that five million. It's just like if the show The Wire, a beloved show, so many people love The Wire. If they suddenly did a movie, those fans will go see it. But it's going to be an abysmal box office gross because it's just going to be them. So no shock that that shit the bed. A third place was still Shang-Chi, which added six million in its fifth weekend. So it looks like the movies are starting to come back. Uh, this next story is more of just a, a fun thing to know. This comes to us from Andy Wire. Apparently, Elijah Wood was on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast recently and said that an orc in the Lord of the Rings trilogy was designed to look like Harvey Weinstein as sort of a f*** you to him. And it still blows my mind that it took so long for anyone that he's hurt to get justice. Because I think this f*** you from Lord of the Rings was more the fact that Harvey Weinstein was an asshole. But people also knew he was a disgusting creep for a long time. So if you would like to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, or if you want an excuse, here it is. Try and find that orc. This next story comes to us from Slash Film. According to Jason Bloom, the Exorcist reboot will be fresh, new, and really, really scary. He says in an interview, what I hope to do with the Exorcist is the same thing we did with Halloween. Halloween, the first movie was great, and the second movie was okay, and the rest of them were not very good. And then we came in and kind of rejiggered it, and people liked it. So I hope we can do the same thing with The Exorcist. Everyone thinks we're going to fall on our face, but I think we have the same filmmaker, the same writer, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, and I think we'll reinvent The Exorcist so that it feels fresh, new, different, but, you know, related to the first movie. So also really, really scary. And you know what? I, I do enjoy the whole Halloween franchise. I, I still watch them. And I don't like the fact that they retconned everything except the first movie. But that last Halloween was so good. I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills so much. And if that's the kind of shit they're going to do with The Exorcist, then bring it on. I am ready for it. My friends, this next story comes to us from a variety. You may have already seen this if you have Disney Plus or maybe you just saw the story somewhere. But as of Wednesday, I'm recording this on Monday. The show releases on Friday, of course, or sometimes Thursday. As of Wednesday, Black Widow should be available to stream for free on Disney Plus. That is as part of your subscription cost. So not an added $30 for their premiere access, which is way too expensive. So it looks like Disney has reached a settlement with Scarlett Johansson, though the details of that are being kept under wrap. And now as of Wednesday, the 6th, is it going to be? Yes, Wednesday the 6th, Black Widow will be available on Disney+. And my friends, and what could be our final story, and I'm going to do one more search after this, according to CBR.com, reportedly Matt Reeves, the Batman, has already got a green light for a sequel. Yes, this movie has not even come out yet, but it has been highly anticipated. And a, a lot of people who have who have already seen it say it's a horror movie. It's not a comic book movie, which I think is a stupid thing to say. There are all kinds of comics. You know, there's not just superheroes. There's all this stuff out there. So it is a comic book movie and it could also be a thriller or a horror. But Despite what they say, uh, people who have seen it says it looks really good, but we're not going to see it until March 4th, 2022, and we should have more news on a sequel by then, hopefully. 
All right, my feature friends, that is it for the news. Let us jump into our first break. As we hear a word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network, please stay tuned, and I'll be right back with the trailers. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Welcome back, everyone. It is time for everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to The Trailer Trove. My friends, the first trailer we have is a straight-to-Blu-ray and uh, streaming and video-on-demand movie, Injustice. This is a DC animated film based on the hit video games. I assume it's coming to streaming right away because HBO Max has all of the DC animated movies on their uh, on their catalog already. So maybe they'll give it a little bit and then release it, or maybe it'll be released simultaneously. We will see. The Blu-ray price is $22.99. The 4K price is $26.99. And it looks good. I mean, if, if you're familiar with the Injustice story, that the Joker and Harley Quinn kill Lois Lane, it drives Superman to say, hey, we can't keep doing this. We capture these bad guys, throw them in jail, they get out, they do something else. We capture them, throw them in jail, they get out, do something else. We're not doing any good. So he basically takes over and so it kind of splits up the heroes. Some are on Superman's side, some are on Batman's side. But this is out to own on October 18th, October 19th, sorry. But this is out to own on October 19th. All right, friends, next up, we have the trailer for Encanto. This is Disney's new animated movie, and it, it looks really good. It's about this, uh, it's about Sky High, basically. And I'm stealing this comparison from Straw Hat Goofy. It's about Sky High. If you saw the movie Sky High, it's about that. And there are plenty of other stories like it. So it's a familiar story, and it's told in a different setting. Uh, it looks beautiful, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited. This features the voices of Diane Guerrero, Stephanie Beatrice, John Leguizamo. You know, actual people either from Central or South America, or, in the case of Diane Guerrero, being... American born, but ethnically from South or Central or South America. So, yes, we have a story that takes place in Colombia with voice actors ethnically or actually from Colombia or other places in South America. I do think I said Central America, but I'm not sure if there's anyone from Central America in there. I just threw it in there to cover my bases. It just looks so beautiful. We have this girl who is a member of this family. Everyone in the family has powers due to a blessing on this house they live in. And she's the only one in the family that doesn't have powers. But then the house starts to fall apart. Something is happening to it. And she's the only one that could stop it. So a very familiar story. Uh, and I think this looks really good. This comes out November 24th. And it will probably get a dual theatrical release and Disney Plus Premiere Access release. All right, my friends, next up, we have a trailer for a movie called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. Uh, this is getting two releases, a theatrical release on 
uh, sometime in October, I think the 22nd, and a release on Amazon Prime on November 5th. Apparently, this is based on a true story of English artist Louis Wayne, who raises, rises to prominence at the end of the 19th century for his surreal cat paintings. Uh, this stars, and in no particular order, Benedict Cumberbatch, Taika Waititi, Claire Foy, Andrea Riceborough, Olivia Coleman, and Toby Jones. Uh, and it looks fine. You know, I really think I put this trailer in the trove because I didn't have much to talk about. There's only two more after this. Um... I like Benedict Cumberbatch. He is a good actor, but this is a very, very familiar character. And there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people play familiar characters all the time, and we love them for it. But this movie needs to give me something else to want to see it. Besides me being a crazy cat guy, that's not enough to make me want to see this. I don't know what to say besides just meh. We have a biographical period piece about a crazy painter who paints who paints cats and has to take care of his five sisters and then finds love, but he squanders his money on cats, I guess, or something? I, I don't know. It's I don't see why this story needs to be told. If your trailer can do nothing else for me, at least tell me why it should be told, and it, it couldn't even do that. All right, next up, we have a Netflix original movie that's hitting theaters limited theaters in November and then coming to Netflix. Uh, let's see if I can find a date on November 19th. So maybe early November, it'll hit uh, select theaters. It's called tick, tick, boom, starring Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens and Bradley Whitford. Oh, Alexandra ship. I missed her. And it's about the guy who composed or wrote rent. So on the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. Look, I love Rent. It's one of my favorite musicals. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's so well done. I've seen it live. I own it live on Blu-ray. And I've seen it in the theaters with the main two people coming or being in that production. And I, I never once thought to myself, you know what I need? I need a biopic about the guy who wrote Rent. Never once, never once. This was this is directed by Lin Manuel Miranda and it has a good cast. And it's about a musical I love quite a bit. And it's coming to Netflix, so it'll be free. And still, I'm like, eh, meh. Is it worth my time? I just, I just don't know. Why did this need to be told? And why so long after Rent was a thing? I know it's still a thing. I know it's still tours. I know people still see it. Hell, if it, if it came back to my area, I would watch it again. Yes, I'd take my wife. We'd go. We'd see Rent. Hell, I'd barely be interested in a biopic on Andrew Lloyd Webber, and that motherfucker has done so much shit. Uh, but if you're interested, November 19th, did I say? Is that what I said? Yeah, November 19th on Netflix. And finally... We have the trailer for Halloween Kills, or another one. We've seen trailers before, and it looks so good. It looks so goddamn good. And this is coming out this month. We are getting a Halloween movie in October. October 15th is the date that this is getting released. So we'll be talking about it next episode. So I won't go too far into it, but just that it looks, it looks so good. I'm so very, very excited for this. They could go in so many different directions with this one. Not saying do a different movie, just 
keep it a slasher, keep it a horror, but they could do so many different things that the possibilities are endless and I, I cannot wait. It comes in at an hour and 46 minutes and I wish it's two hours and 46. I really do. Uh, well, my future friends, that is it for the trailer trove. Let us take our next break and hear a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast. And we'll be right back with the limited release films. Please stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. We are back with the limited release movies, and there are actually quite a few of them, which is a nice change up lengthwise for the show, seeing as for a while I was having a shorter limited release section. But let's start with a film called Vengeance is Mine. Harry, a broken man struggling to come to terms with the murder of his wife and daughter. When he discovers the whereabouts of the killers, he awakens from his grief and filled with vengeance, seeks to destroy those who destroyed his life. This stars no one of note. And honestly, it looked like some Liam Neeson action thriller, but strip the budget and strip the actors. Uh, it just doesn't look that good. Next up, we have one called Curveball or Operation Curveball. I've actually heard it both ways. Curveball tells the grotesque and at times surreal true story of how the Iraq war was started based on nothing but fake intelligence and the involvement of the German government and the German Secret Service. So this is a movie that uses some real footage and it's supposedly based on the truth. Supposedly, this is how how it really happened. Uh, This is a German movie and stars no one of note. And it looks f***ing terrible. Like, I don't, I don't care what your take on the Iraq war was. I don't care if you think that was all fake or there really are weapons out of mass destruction out there. We just haven't found them yet. That does not matter. What matters is that this looks horrible. It looks really, really bad. Uh, no way. Next up, we have one called Ascension. The absorbingly cinematic Ascension explores the pursuit of the Chinese dream. This observational documentary presents a contemporary vision of China that prioritizes productivity and innovation above all. This is a documentary, and I could not find a single trailer for this. So I I don't know if this is a masterpiece waiting to be released upon an unexpecting people. But no matter how hard I used my Google Foo, I could not find a trailer for it. So I, I couldn't put it anywhere but here. Next up, we have Detention. In 1962 Taiwan, during the White Terror martial law period, Feng Rei Xin, a female student at the Hillside Greenwood High School, is attending counseling with teacher Mr. Chang, and they gradually fall in love. It was a dangerous period where sensitive books were banned and free speeches were restricted, but Mr. Chang secretly organized a study group for banned books together with fellow teacher Miss Yin and male student Wei Chong Ting. So this is a movie from Taiwan. 
And honest to God, from the trailer, I thought it was trying to be some low budget horror. I, I hadn't, I hadn't read the premise yet, so I didn't know it was supposed to be a historical drama. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's a really bad sign. That I couldn't tell. Next up, we have a film called South of Heaven. Convicted felon Jimmy gets an early parole after serving 12 years for an armed robbery. Upon his release, he vows to give Annie his childhood love, now dying from cancer, the best last year of her life. But unfortunately, it's not that simple. This stars Jason Sudeikis, out of everyone it could have been, Evangeline Lilly from Ant-Man, Mike Coulter from Luke Cage, and Shay Wingham from American Hustle. Somewhere in here is a brilliant film. I think Jason Sudeikis has a lot of promise as a serious actor. Avenging Lily, she's fine. Mike Coulter was amazing. Luke Cage. Shea Wingham has been around for a while, knows what he's doing. Uh, But it just doesn't look good. It looks so basic, so basic, that I could not even finish the trailer. Even though it's probably trying to tell an important story. Like, we have... People who make mistakes when they're young. And armed robbery is a big f***ing deal. I get it. But he does get out. And now he's having trouble finding work. He's having he's having trouble providing. And so there could be an important story in there. But it looks like it gets lost in s***. Next up, we have one called Survive the Game. A man's life on his farm is interrupted when a cop and a pair of dangerous criminals show up. This stars Bruce Willis from Red. Chad Michael Murray from House of Wax. Sarah Romer from Fired Up. And Zach Ward from Resident Evil Apocalypse. And poor Bruce Willis. Um, this looks awful. It looks so awful. And these days, when I see Bruce Willis's name, I don't automatically think, oh, I'll probably see this. I think, oh, this looks like a shitty police procedural or just shitty action film. But thank you, Bruce Willis, for years of entertainment. Uh, but I'm going to skip this. Next up, we have a movie called American Insurrection. This is getting both a limited theatrical release and a video-on-demand release. Set in a dystopian America where all people who aren't straight, white, Christian, and cisgendered are kept track of by the government with barcodes. This stars Nadine Malouf from three episodes of High Fidelity, Nick Westray from Turn Washington Spies, Branded Peria from the OA or the OA. I still don't know how to say it. I never watched it. Toby Leonard Moore from Billions, and Michael Raymond James from True Blood. You know those movies I shit on that are just made for mega churches that look like some like Christian evangelist's wet dream? You know those films. You know how I hate them because they're awful films. This looks like the other side of it. It really does. Um, and just because it's more of a side I agree with politically means nothing because it looks like hot garbage. Next up, we have one called Susanna Andler. Trapped in a marriage to a wealthy, unfaithful businessman, a middle-aged mother takes a break and goes with her young lover to a Riviera beach house where she plans a family vacation for the summer. This stars no one of note and is from France. Not much to say about that one. All right, my friends, we have four more movies in the limited section, so let's talk about Mass, which is getting only a New York City and L.A. release, so it's one of those. And this is directed... By Fran Franz, who played Marty from Cabin in the Woods. You know, the stoner guy? Fun fact. So this is the aftermath of a violent tragedy that affects the lives of two couples in different ways. This stars Jason Isaacs from The Patriot, Anne Dowd from The Handmaid's Tale, Brita Wool from Mr. Mercedes, Michelle N. Carter from Sister President, which I guess is a show, 
uh, Maria Martha, sorry, Martha Pimpleton from The Goonies, Reed Bernie from House of Cards. And this one could be interesting, but I just can't give a film that's only getting a two-city release anything other than limited release treatment. Uh, this does look, look interesting. It's about two sets of parents meeting. Uh, one parents had their child killed. The other one are the parents to the kid who did the killing. It looks super deep. There are going to be tons of tears and it looks pretty good, but keep an eye out for it. You know, sometime down the line, just not this week. Next up, we have something called the gig is up. App developers lure a massive labor force by promising flexible hours with no offices or bus, but with gig workers from Uber, Amazon, Lyft, and more in front of the camera, the human cost of disruption runs deep. This is a documentary, and this is potentially a very, very interesting idea. This idea that this gig work thing is so new that we already have companies taking advantage of things like hell that stupid proposition passed in California, which means that gig workers don't get healthcare or benefits and stuff like that because Uber and Lyft dropped millions and millions of millions into this campaign saying, Oh, you know, this is terrible for gig workers when that's complete bullshit. And you know, people are stupid. They'll believe anything they see going, Oh, this ad says it's bad. So I guess I can't vote for that. So this, this documentary has the potential to be very interesting, but when I was watching the trailer, it just didn't look that good at all. It looked like a very poorly done documentary, and I just could not get on board. All right, my friends, two more documentaries left. Let's talk about one called The Rescue, getting a limited release and maybe might come to uh, National Geographic. Maybe. And let's say Disney Plus owns National Geographic, right? So it might come to D- Disney Plus. I don't know. This is called The Rescue and follows the story of the Wild Boar's youth soccer team who got trapped and their dramatic 2018 rescue. So yes, if you remember hearing about this, uh, about this soccer team in Thailand, they get caught in this this flash flood or something happens because of the monsoon or uh, whatever. They get trapped in this cave and it's about how they get out and has interviews with the divers and has actual footage from the rescue. It looks super interesting, but I think I put it in the limited section out of pettiness because I couldn't find out if it was coming to Disney plus or not, even though it's a national geographic thing or the Nat Geo app, if that's still a thing, I don't know, but it looks really interesting. Something to check out one day, but not now. And our final documentary in the limited section and our final movie in the limited section is a film called hell or high seas. Hell or High Seas is a real-life, modern-day odyssey, one man's attempt to sail Cape Horn to raise awareness about veterans' suicide and calm the storms within. Uh, so this, again, is about a really important topic. The amount of people from high school I know that have crippling PTSD from the shit that happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's depressing. And the fact that they so often have to fight and fight to get help. But that's t- that's a typical government thing, is, isn't it, right? So this guy's trying to raise awareness, and good for him. You know what? F*** it. This does belong in the wide releases in Interesting Indies. It looked like a well-done documentary about a very, very important topic. So you know what? Officially, that's a first movie in that section, and Hell or High Seas gets an 8 out of 11. You know what? If you served, thank you for your service. It's messy. It really is. You know, because... 
you you sign up because you want to serve your country. You sign up because you want to do something. And then you're basically you're basically turned into a reminder of the sins of the government. And that's not fair. All right, my future friends, let's take a break. Let's take our final break as we hear word from our good, good friends, Robbie and Lisa from We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. I'll be right back with the rest of the wide releases and interesting indies. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. everyone welcome back to the show it is time for the rest of the wide releases and interesting indies so let's start with one called madres this is coming to amazon prime and this is about a mexican-american couple who are expecting their first child and relocate to a migrant farming community in 1970s california when the wife begins to experience strange symptoms and terrifying visions she tries to determine if it's related to a legendary curse or something more nefarious this stars Elpidia Carrillo from Predator, Tino Cuerta from Narcos Mexico, Carrie Cahill from The Walking Dead, and Ariana Guerrera from Hellstorm. Or Hellstrom. Hellstrom is how it's said. Okay. From the looks of this trailer, uh, I'm I'm of two minds. I'm, I'm of the mind that why not watch it because it's coming to Amazon Prime. And how many of us have Amazon Prime? A lot of us do. So it's for something you already pay for. Why not enjoy it? But also, the trailer was very inconsistent. There are some times where I'm like, oh, this is th- this looks very interesting. And other times it was boring as shit. And it couldn't really make up its mind. And it only had like two minutes to do it in the trailer. So uh, I didn't expect it to fully grab my attention after a sleepy start. But guess what? It didn't look bad. This is a horror movie coming to a major streaming service in October. This is the right move for Amazon. And it's just the first of a couple, or actually literally a couple, two uh, horror movies coming out on Amazon. So, you know, why not check it out? If you are only going to do one, there's a much, much better one coming out later, uh, later in this episode, not this week. Coming out later that I'm going to talk about, but Madres looks okay. Um, what bothers me about the premise is that is that she's trying to determine if her weird symptoms are related to a legendary curse or something more nefarious. Is that really it? Is that all you have to choose from? Oh, I'm either cursed or f***ing demons. It's only one of the two. And I'm not sure if whatever the big bad ends up being if it's some sort of Mexican-American or Mexican um, legend or something. But if it is, then that's a lot of points for it, because I do like that. I do like that we're getting more and more movies in general, but especially horror, based on other cultures, or even if it's not based off something from that culture, at least featuring non-white people. Like Netflix has that movie that came out last year, His House, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think it went a little over the top in a couple of places where it went more for the super in-your-face scare instead of keeping it a little more behind the curtain to add up to the creepy factor. But that was a really good one because not only 
was it a horror movie, but it also dealt with the United Kingdom and their not so wonderful history with refugees. And I'm in America and we have a f***ing awful history with refugees. And we have that Statue of Liberty saying, give us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses, blah, blah, blah. But if you turn it around, it'd probably say, except if they're brown or worship a different god or something like that, you know, with the way we treat people. But it was good seeing a movie, especially a British horror movie, that would even remotely talk about that. So I'm hoping Madres might be the same thing, but only time will tell when I do eventually watch this. I do enjoy horror, especially demon and ghost shit. I, I, I like that. So Madres does look interesting. Uh, I would have said no in the theaters, but seeing how it's coming out on streaming, it looks a lot better. Because of that, Madres gets a 7 out of 11. All right, folks, next up, we have another Amazon Prime original called The Manor. After suffering a stroke, Judith Albright moves into a historic nursing home where she begins to suspect something supernatural is preying on the residents. In order to escape, she'll need to convince everyone around her that she doesn't actually belong there after all. This stars Barbara Hershey from Falling Down, Bruce Davison from X-Men, Stacey Travis from Ghost World, Fran Bennett from Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and Jill Larson from All My Children. I don't know every movie that's ever been made. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but uh, <laughs> there are a couple, at least one or two, that I've missed. So I feel like I do have to preempt what I'm about to say by saying that. So what I am going to say is that this sounds like a really original idea. And I bet you at least one of you out there, my wonderful listeners, my future friends, can tell me, oh no, Billiam, um, actually, this is a lot like this other film that came out. And if you tell me, I'll go, like, thank you very much. I will watch this movie, put it on my list. Brian Q knows how well that list dwindles. It doesn't. It never dwindles. It only grows. But hey, it'll be on that list. I like to think of myself as a well-rounded nerd. I love movies. I love books. I love video games. I love comics. I love board games. And I like, and, and tabletop games, I like to try to do all of this stuff. So it is very easy for me to miss something. I love video games, but Bill, how have you never played this game or this game here? Well, I was probably reading or watching a movie or, you know, something. So if you ever hear me say something and you're like, oh, well, that is not true. And here's a wonderful example. Just honestly, just tell me. I always welcome constructive criticism. And especially if you're informing me that something I said was wrong, I might be terribly embarrassed, but uh, I will thank you for it. But enough about that aside, uh, the matter does look like another interesting idea that is coming to us on Amazon Prime. So that's an, another good thing. This one is this old lady, uh, like it said, it's after a stroke, she goes to this nursing home and weird shit is going on. And the way the trailer presents it, it gives me the feeling that it actually is something supernatural, something scary, and not her like a stroke affected mind, which I like because while it could be interesting to watch a movie where you're never sure if there is something scary going on or if it's because this old lady suffered a, a, a stroke and that it could be side effects of that, that could be interesting, but I do like this idea and it's a play on a trope. I kind of don't like, but seeing it done in a different way, it does intrigue me. The trope of, 
people knowing the truth, knowing something is happening, but no one believing them for some other reason. So she's probably going to be saying, oh, hey, there's weird shit going on. There's a fucking ghost or a demon or a slasher killer or some shit going on. And everyone's like, sure, miss. Uh, what's her name? Sure, Miss Albright. That's okay. We need to up her medication. So just like with Madres, we have a movie here where if it had come out in theaters, I might have gone, okay, it might be worth it one day. Definitely not now. But because it's coming out on Amazon Prime, on one of the major streaming services, and especially one that a lot of people have because you may have Prime for shipping or some other reason, Maybe you get it free because you're a student or expecting parents get it for free too if you sign up. There's a good chance you have this. And if you want to watch a new horror movie with an interesting idea, check this out. The Manor comes out this week and it gets a 7 out of 11. Oh, I didn't see this here. I should have put this at the top because it doesn't look interesting to me. All right, well, we have a uh, what's as actually the final documentary of the episode. Also, Amazon Prime. Now I actually feel really bad for putting Heller High Seas in the other section and keeping this one here. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, to be honest, I know what I was thinking. This is coming out on Amazon Prime, so it is a major release. So let's talk about it called Justin Bieber, Our World. The lead up to Justin Bieber's first full concert in three years and his New Year's Eve show in 2020 on the rooftop of the Beverly Hilton. So this is a documentary about about this concert leading up to it during the concert and maybe even after the concert i don't know and what a big deal it was and how so many people turned out online for it and people got rooms in this beverly hilton so they could see the show look i'll be honest there are some justin bieber songs i like i do i like his newer more poppy i didn't like the stuff he did when he was uh when he was a kid but now i'm like okay this is some mindless dance music I, i can get down with that that being said, I just don't feel the need to see this. But if there's someone in your house, or maybe you yourself are a huge Justin Bieber fan, check this out. There's no reason not to. On Amazon Prime, it's right there. Justin Bieber, Our World, gets a 5 out of 11. All right, folks, three movies left. So let's jump into the next one in the first nationwide release of the episode. And that's called Lamb, a childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. This stars Numi Rapace from The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And you may have remembered me talking about this a few weeks back, or a month back, or whenever the trailer came out, because I was flabbergasted. What the f*** is going on? So the, the premise basically tells you everything. Uh, except for one of the key parts, but it basically tells you how it's going to end. This is going to destroy them. This is not going to turn out well for them because this is an A24 whore. And if you know A24, they are kind of the, I compare them to Netflix of the indie world in the sense that they have this, this philosophy of just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And they have some really, really good and interesting stuff. And they have some really weird and awful stuff. And this one looks like it's going to be the latter. So if you don't want any spoilers and you never saw the trailer and you're really interested in this, uh, skip forward just a couple minutes. Um, I'm sorry. I'm too lazy to timestamp or anything, but timestamp, this isn't YouTube, but the 
child, the, the newborn they find on their farm was born from a, uh, a sheep. It's a, it's a little lamb. But it has a human body. Yeah, right? So this woman starts to raise it as their child, but it's a human body with a lamb head and looks so f***ing weird. It's such a weird idea because we have seen this before where we have a movie centered around a childless couple and something gets presented to them in the form of a child or something to love and care for. And one or both of them f***ing glom onto that shit, even though they know they shouldn't. Uh, We are looking at Brightburn, if you saw that. That was a hot mess. But it's a familiar story, and this one is done with... God, it's just weird. And it could be good. It could be very good. But what I think what we're going to have here is one of those movies that indie film snobs are going to like. You know, the type of people who use the word cinephile to describe themselves instead of saying, oh, I just love movies. Like, oh, I'm a cinephile. I think they're going to love this. And I think the rest of us, we might like it, maybe. Or we're just going to be lost and not understand why this film was made. I like Numi Rapace. I think she's really talented. If anyone, if anyone can save this movie, it could be her. But also, I just don't see the point. Uh, I, I'm not interested at all. Nothing about the trailer made me made me say, hey, I want to see this. But of course, I was very excited for The Green Knight, and it was kind of shit. So maybe this will be the opposite. Maybe I will not want to see this, and I'll end up watching it and going, oh, f- that was fantastic. But as I always say, but as I like to repeat a lot, only time will tell. Lamb gets a five out of 11. All right, folks, two movies left. And the first movie that's not the pick of the week, but a very, very close and impressive second is called Muppets Haunted Mansion. This is a Disney Plus original movie. On Halloween night, Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion. This stars the Muppets, of course, but with special appearances by and in IMDb order, Will Arnett, Ed Asner, Danny Trejo, Tara G.P. Henson, Sashir Zamata, Darren Chris, Yvette Nicole Brown, John Stamos, Chrissy Metz, Craig Robinson, Justina Machado, Alfonso Ribeiro, Ribeiro, Alfonso Ribeiro, and Pat Sajak. Look, it's the Muppets. I shouldn't have to sell this to anyone. I should just tell you, hey, a Muppet movie is coming out. Uh, it's Disney Plus original, and it's about uh, the Muppets in a haunted mansion. That should either sell it for you or make you go, nah, hard pass. Because the Muppets are just fantastic. They're delightful. I love them. I, I love all of the Muppet movies. I think the two most recent ones are some of the weaker in the Muppet movies, but they're still fun. This, not not only uh, does the star Gonzo, but Pepe the Prawn is with him instead of Rizzo the Rat, like it was in Muppet Christmas Carol, but this time Pepe the Prawn. And you get to see all of your favorite Muppets in this and... As always, that's always been a Muppet Show thing, right? Even when the first Muppet Show aired, there were random celebrities there. And any Muppet movie you see, they're just random celebrities. But this is a lot of fun. It's a Halloween-themed movie during the month that Halloween is, so yay! I think this is a great one to watch, either on your own or if you have a family, watch it with them. You don't need kids to watch a Muppet movie, hands down. 
Muppets Haunted Mansion gets a 9 out of 11. All right, folks, it's time for the pick of the week, and it should be pretty obvious what it is. Uh, This movie has been pushed around for a while, finally, finally, finally coming out, and we say goodbye to a... Another actor in the franchise, and that film is called No Time to Die. James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Later, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. This stars Daniel Craig from Knives Out, Leah Seydoux from The Lobster, Rami Malek from Mr. Robot, Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel, Ana de Armas from Knives Out as well, Rafe Fiennes from the Grand Budapest Hotel, Ben Wishaw from Mary Poppins Returns, Naomi Harris from Moonlight, Jeffrey Wright from Source Code, Billy Magnuson from Game Night, and Christoph Waltz from Django Unchained. The Bond franchise has been going for a while. There, there are a lot of films, but we have a first here. We, we have a first for the franchise. We have the final movie of a Bond where not only did he know it was going to be the final movie, because Pierce Brosnan never knew he wasn't going to come back, not only do we know it's going to be his final movie, but we've had a story that's been teased out since Casino Royale. I mean, it's not one singular story, but they're all they're all linked. And this is it. This is the final one, because this whole thing, this whole thing has been basically Bond being old. That is what we have seen, because Daniel Craig... Amazing, handsome, dashing, not young, not a young man. And I think James Bond gets beat up in these movies and you can see the wear and tear more than any previous movie in the franchise. So he's tired. He's lost a lot. He has done a lot already. And now we have him being brought back in to face another bad guy. And this one, just like some of the others, seemed tied to his past. Look, this is an easy one, isn't it? You know if you like the Daniel Craig Bonds. If you don't like the Daniel Craig Bonds, nothing I can say and nothing this this movie can do, nothing the trailers could show you would make you go, hmm, maybe I'll start now, right at the end. No, if anything, you've probably seen a couple of them giving them shots and just like, no, it's not for me. So easy peasy. But what I really really like about this is that even though you can watch one of these films on their own you can watch just casino royale you can watch just skyfall it's so much better when you watch them all and you see how they're linked and we also have christoph waltz returning who is a fantastic bad guy i mean javier bardem i think was a better bad guy, but just barely. Christoph Waltz was amazing. And just having him return, reminding us that these movies are linked is just super cool. And the great thing is that even if you don't like the Daniel Craig James Bonds, it's not like it's going to, oh, they're going to ruin Bond series by doing this. Like no matter what they do next, It has nothing to do with any of these movies because they're all kind of within their own universes. Sometimes they will hint at each other, like in one of Pierce Brosnan's one, they hint at Moonraker, I believe. When Q was taking him through the uh, gadgets, he's like, oh, I remember this. And he touches the jetpack. But goddamn, they can cast a... 
But hell, they could cast Melissa McCarthy as the next Bond. And these films, they all stay the way they are. I mean, hell, you can use that argument for anything. Like, oh, they're going to ruin Ghostbusters with this. Or the 2016 Ghostbusters ruined it. No, it didn't. Dummy. Those movies are still great. I watch them every year. The somewhat nerdy crew, except for me, did not like the 2016 Ghostbusters. But I'll tell you what, they still f***ing love the originals. So Daniel Craig's run as Bond is giving us something we've never had before. And we're having this wonderful, complete isolated story within a greater universe and i'm so excited for this i really am am i excited enough to go see it in theaters during the pandemic times you know probably not especially because i forgot that this was coming out and so i never made my wife watch the other ones but you know what i'm gonna watch it one day i'm probably just gonna own it that's probably how it's gonna go because i am that certain that this is gonna be good and what pisses me off is that I do already own all the other Bonds. And now they're probably going to release some Daniel Craig box set that I'm just going to want so bad. So if you don't own any of the Bonds, good news. They're probably going to have a Daniel Craig box set coming out soon. But my friends, my future friends, I am excited for this. I am. Because the Bond films became what they needed to be. We couldn't have more of the campy, over-the-top shit that Pierce Brosnan dealt with. We couldn't have the more relatively tame stuff of the older Bonds. James Bond became what it needed to be. And I'm look, looking forward to where this franchise goes from here. But as of right now, I think it's going to get a good ending with a fantastic cast. And I don't think you have anything to lose. No Time to Die gets a 10 out of 11. All right, my future friends. Well, that is it for this episode Thank you, as always, for tuning in. If you're new, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. If you're a return listener, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. So let's wrap this up with the closing housekeeping. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And also share the podcast, share with your friends. That is how we grow here on the show. And then how do you reach me? That is a great question. You can leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can email me at billiamreviews at gmail.com. And please consider supporting the show on Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes and also on the Somewhat Nerdy site. Be sure to check out the other shows in the network, Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Don't forget to support the friends of the show. You've heard their ads tonight. Please check out my personal blog, billiamthenerd.com. And then finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future. <laughs> <laughs>